The film and TV show is part of Bridpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BridpodScene.com or follow Bridpod Scene on Twitter to find out more. Everybody be cool. You be cool. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Film and TV Show with me, Richard S. Uh, tonight, I'm joined by Alex. Hello again. Hi there. Hello. <laughs> so, uh, tonight, we are going to be talking, we're going to be answering the question, what, what has happened to Will Smith? Because yes. it's, it, it, it's, it's an enigma of what has <laughs> happened to arguably one of the biggest <clears throat> film actors of his, of his time, Back in the nineties, early noughties. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna delve a little bit deeper into that um, this evening. So uh, my tea of the week is my Justice League tea. I don't have one specifically to Will Smith, and I'm thinking Justice League, DC, Suicide Squad, trying to vaguely tie it in that way. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's, that's it's getting there. So that's what I've gone for. And this tea was done by the uh, awesome Sorella Print. So if you need teas, go and see them. Uh, if you ha- if you're not following us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, please. Do so. Our links are um, on the website, uh, but we are on the FTV Show on Twitter, FTV Show on Facebook, and Film and TV Show on Instagram. So we're going to kick straight off um, and talk <laughs> about what, what I mean. What has happened? Because when you look at the films that Will Smith has been in, there are more duds than uh, than good ones. Recently, that... yes. Recently, uh, even uh, even way back then, really? we can, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, there are some good ones. Don't get me wrong. There are some absolutely brilliant ones that I have on my DVD DVD shelf. And if any other format comes out, I'm definitely going to get them. But um, <clears throat> no, there are there are a lot of duds. If you look back properly, like, uh, do you want me to start listing some off? Go on, and you you like, list, and I'll okay, and I'll agree so, or disagree. Uh, although I love it, like, don't get me wrong, I love this movie. But Wild Wild West is a dud. <laughs> No. Yes, it is. It's so cheesy. It's great. It's cheesy, and I love uh, everyone's roles in it. They they all like they're all overacting, which is fantastic. But um, yeah, that is a, that's a complete dud. It wasn't successful commercially, which is why there wasn't a sequel. Uh, I I think Will Smith hated it so much that he said he wouldn't even come back if there was a sequel. Um, especially considering that he took the role for Wild Wild West over The Matrix. He was offered the role of Neo in The Matrix. He would never have pulled that off. Yeah, I was thinking about that and thinking about how they would they would could even pull that off. And you think to his later ones of another dud, which is Hancock. See, I liked Hancock. I thought it was a nice, neat little take on a mm. on a superhero in inverted commas, um, you know, superhero film because it was it was a bit different. You know, he was. He was a superhero, but he was a drunk. He was basically a, a washout, and it kind of had a nice little feel to it. Obviously, yeah. it wasn't fantastic, but I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was it, it was really good. Jason Bateman was I thought was really good in that. 
I really thought he was quite yeah. good in that. He was I think very also uh, Charlize Theron did yeah quite uh, quite a good job like playing off the other two actors, but uh, again not very successful. And there are ups and downs in that movie where you're like okay this is a bit you know um, too easy to tell what's ha- what's going to happen next. It's too easy to read. Yeah, but, I mean uh, he he has an he has an issue of playing Will Smith. I had a I had like a good think on my way home from work about how Will Smith could work in the Matrix, and uh, like I properly gave it some thought. I was like, so who else would I cast? Because you can't really have like um, Carrie Ann Moss's Trinity because I don't think they'd play well together. And no, um, but I definitely keep Lawrence Fishburne in there. And it occurred to me I wouldn't cast him as Neo because it's not possible. But you know who I would cast him as? Morpheus. No. Agent Smith. Really? Well, yeah, Will yeah. Smith, Agent Smith. Not just the name, like, but I, here's the thing. If you were to cast Will Smith as the lead character, and uh, I believe Jada Pinkett Smith was in it later. She in, was in like, the second, second and third one, yeah. So say you've got all of them. You've got Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith, and then uh, Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus. You've got a really sort of... Um, risky move there as a movie producer to put out a movie about supposed terrorists in the real world in inverted commas yep. killing police officers that are all you know white yeah. uh, and all the agents are white men uh, and it looks kind of like a social agenda movie but yeah yeah however if you flip it and have will smith uh, take on a role he's not usually done which is a villain uh, as Agent Smith, you don't have to call him Agent Smith because I think that's a bit too on the nose. But yeah. um, just give him something to do that's different and like to actually try and show some acting chops. And there are moments in the in the three movies, although I don't really count the second and third one, but there are some moments where like Agent Smith shows a lot of emotion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially for like what he is, which is supposed to just be a program. Yeah. Um, but he like does all that sort of freaking out moments and really gets into it and he even laughs and i think hugo weaving doesn't look right laughing no like he looks way too over the top and it's because he's too serious yeah and i think will smith would have played it a little bit better a little bit more human in again in brackets yeah. but um yeah i think it would have been it would have been different to see keanu reeves going up against will smith and see will smith take on something different with uh, a bit of an evil role yeah yeah, it would have been. I mean, he's he seems to, have, as I said a little bit ago, he tends to just play Will Smith. I mean, you only, yeah. you have to go all the way back to um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when he first got his main thing in 1990. Mm. And he's still playing Will Smith. And he's still doing it now. You know, it was great in a TV show because, you know, with James Avery and Alfonso Ribeiro, he really had mm. that dynamic between the three of them that made it entertaining. But to drag that and then to go into his films, I mean, he, he was in... Three films um, in the early 90s before he made his main debut in Bad Boys. Mm. And that was a surprise because he was still doing The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when Bad Boys come out in 95. Mm. And it was, you, you kind of watch him at that, you think, actually, yeah, Bad Boys is a great film. Yeah, it He is. followed that up with Independence Day. Um, and then after Independence Day, you had Men in Black. Then you had Enemy of the State. Then you had Wild Wild West. Mm. Um, Legend of Bagger Vance. Ali, Men in Black 2, Bad Boys 2, iRobot and Shark Tale, Hitch, Pursuit of Happiness, I Am Legend, Hancock, uh, Seven Pounds, and then that was it. And, and that was literally 95. Every year he pumped out a film. Yeah. He was in his heyday 
between Bad Boys in 95 and probably iRobot in 2004. Less Wild Wild West in your opinion, but not in mine. Mm. Um, Bag of Ants, Legend of Bag of Ants wasn't really a, a massive hit. Again, Matt Damon in that as well. Mm. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was good because it was all about uh, it was about golf and it was set in the like I yeah. can't remember forties, uh, fifties, uh, like, yeah, something like that. And it was it, and I thought that was really really good. But apart from that, they were all, there's some cracking films in there. <laughs> Even Men in Black Two was good. But then he kind of that's I think that's the point where well to go into some sort of history with Will Smith after Fresh Prince of Bel Air, I believe um, due to uh, some tax issues. He ended up pretty much broke. More than likely, yeah. And around the sort of um, bad boys, men in black, that was the turnaround point for him to get roles that not only sort of propelled him uh, commercially, but also gave him that massive sort of uh, boost into stardom and success. And uh, we all know, like, we've seen interviews with him. He's, you know, the friendliest guy ever. You can get on with him, like, anywhere. And uh, you can listen to him talk about, like, uh, his incredible work work ethic which i also do admire for the guy yeah um, he's got some awesome work ethic but yeah he's, he's not a god and uh he's made some bad decisions i think he should have done far more dramatic roles than he's done action roles because he's typecast himself quite a lot yeah but the yak the, the, the dramatic roles he's done have been awful um i'm i'm gonna Ali's not bad Ali's okay he's, he's done a good job with and uh, there was another one recently where he's plays a nigerian doctor uh in regards is it concussion concussion that's... see i liked concussion i thought that was really good and that but again that's a film that was uh it, it was a, a serious role but over here it got completely washed out mm. you know it was it wasn't pushed as much as it was in the states because it's all about the changing in the rules to the nfl and, and everything yeah. and it just kind of fell on deaf ears over here yeah. I'm, I'm going to quote, because um, I put a thing out on Twitter, I'm going to quote False, Start, False Starts Podcast, right? And they put, because I, I basically put, you know, what's happened to Will Smith? And I think they've nailed it on the head where it says, tried to make serious movies, Ali, Pursuit, etc. Stumbled in After Earth and Suicide Squad, back to being the Fresh Prince, best decision in years. And I think they pretty much nailed that. They also put, he's a great actor, but I think people expect him to be Will Smith. Pair that with some bad dramatic roles. The best movie mm. ever made is a new album, and I think and I think that's that, that's kind of where he is and what's happened. He's he's fallen into that trap of I'm gonna I'm gonna do more serious roles. Like you said, he should do more. I don't think he should. I think he should stick to the um, to the action roles because that's kind of where he made his bread and butter. And he was great. Mm. I mean, Independence Day was probably one of those films of a decade where it was just phenomenal. Everything about it was great. The shots. The script, the CGI, the premise around it—it it was brilliant. Yeah, Even Bad Boys, though, and Bad Boys—that's one of my favourite films of all time. Yeah, but here's the thing: like, um, the action scenes are great, and like, I love iRobot, I love Bad Boys One and Two, Men in Black, um, even Men in Black Two. There are some parts which I do like. I'm not, I'm not totally against that movie. And I, like I said before, Wild Wild West is great. Uh, it's a good laugh. But when I think of Will Smith and when I think about the sort of parts that sort of uh, amazed me, astounded me, made me think, oh, wow, this is this is a really good actor. It's the scene in I Am Legend where he has the dog and there's no spe- speaking, in, uh, speaking in it for a large part of the movie, or if, if it is, it's speaking to himself. Uh, and he's playing off of the camera, he's playing off uh, just the sort of environment that he's in and the dog as his companion. And I think that's some of his best work. 
uh, is when he can sort of express himself physically or uh, th through facial expressions. And um, yeah, I think he's not given enough credit uh, for some of the more dramatic pieces. He can portray emo emotion a lot better than uh, <laughs> Kristen Stewart. Well, yeah, well, we, we all know the difference with, with her. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I do agree to some extent. I think he was great in I Am Legend, but I think the problem with that film is that it tried too hard to be too serious and it tried too much. Uh, to, it tried to throw in too much too soon. And mm. I think it was better, a bit like Castaway with Tom Hanks, which we spoke about last week. Yeah, and and I think it should have been something like that. It should have been more more time of him on his own with the dog. Yes, obviously, you know, spoiler alert: the dog bites it. But you know, hey ho. And again, that scene is incredible. Oh, it, that that's powerful. That yeah. is, and he's really, really good. And that, do you know what that that reminded me of? That reminded me of the scene in The Fresh Prince, right at the very. No, 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 no. <laughs> bear with, bear with me. Right, it was when um when Will's dad in it. Oh, do you mean his him. uncle? Oh no, his dad. No, 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 his, his dad, dad yeah. stiffs him and he and he literally loses his absolute mind at that. And that scene apparently was because Will's dad in real life left. I don't think that that's actually true. I think that was just super powerful acting on uh, mm. his his part and on James James Avery's part. But it reminded me of that because there was raw emotion. It was like powerful. Mm. That's what that's what I mean. I mean, I know that Fresh Prince was slapstick and was comedy, and, and there are some serious else, moments in it, though. Yeah, absolutely, and and that was the standout moment of it. And, and again, in Bad Boys uh, One and Two, there are scenes between him and uh, uh, Marcus, uh, who's played by Martin Lawrence. Yep. Yeah, um, and there are some sort of intimate scenes just because you know they're they're at the sort of low point in the movie, and there, you know, you can see that they're generally sort of uh, touching emotional mo moments. Yeah. But, that, but those two have a great friendship outside yeah. of film as well, which I think is great. And it's that sort of chemistry that I think he misses in a lot of films. And mm. I think what has, what's happened is that he's tried he's tried to go for films and he's tried to do a bit out of his comfort zone. It's not worked. I mean, he produced The Karate Kid with his son, Jaden, in it. Ooh. Now, that got panned. Yeah. Absolutely panned. For good reason. Yeah, it was it, it was awful. I mean, I, I, I'll enjoy watching it, but it's not a film that I would actively seek out. If it's on, I'll just watch it just for the end, just for the end of it, really, um, yeah. just for the overhead kick that he does because that's completely CGI crazy and that's great and I love that. But <laughs> it's the <laughs> script is bad, the direction is bad. It's I feel sorry the for Kung Jackie Fu Chan. Kid, not Karate Kid, anyway. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, um, yeah, bugs and, me. And it, it bugged me that he put his kid in it, and then he mm. persisted in doing that with After Earth, which was probably one of the most awful films ever, and he produced that as well. Mm. It's kind of like. Hello, Will. Take the hint, mate. Don't you, you can't sit behind the camera. Get back in front of it and do what you do. I mean, he turned down Independence Day too, which turned out to be a crap film anyway. But if he'd have been in it, it might have actually had a bit more substance because he he was very heavily involved in the writing of the script until he was just like, do you know what, I'm out. You're not going to pay me what I want. Oh wow. So and he was heavily involved in in the writing of the script until they asked him how much he wanted, and they were like, yeah, you're not having that. You know, mm. I mean, he got paid $500,000 for the first Independence Day. That's how much he got paid. That's not a lot when you think about it. No, no, it's all. not. But then back in 95, <laughs> that was quite a hefty amount for, yes, a, for, for an, an actor. untested actor. Let's be honest. He's he only, was very he, young at that point as well. Well, yeah, he, I don't know how old he was, but he was he was still in, you know, still in Fresh Prince, like we said. He, mm. He'd only had one real major supporting role, which was Six Degrees of Separation, and that was in 94... Yeah, I believe so. 93. That was in 93. Um, so an untested actor, and he's been thrust into this main role with 
Bill Pack, is it Bill pa- Bill Pullman? Bill I always Pullman, get them yep. two mixed up. Bill Pullman, um, Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> and you just think the Goldblum. Yes, the Goldblum, and you just think you know that's a lot of money to spend on someone who's used to doing comedy, and it was his first serious action role, and he smashed it. Mm. But then to go back for the second one and say, right, I want this amount of money. It was just ridiculous. I think it was quoted at wanting something like forty-five million dollars. Yeah, that that seems and, well. He he has gone a bit sort of, I would say, Hollywood blind at yeah. the moment. He's only tagging himself. He's only putting himself forwards for the massive box smashes or what he thinks will be a massive box smash, and it, it's not not peeling out well for him at the moment. <clears throat> However, uh, conversely to what a lot of people say. I'm a I'm an all right fan of Suicide Squad. I'm not going to say like I'm massively into it, and there's no there's no problems. There's quite a few problems in that movie. I, I think I've sp- uh, spoken to you outside of yeah. the radio about like all the problems and how I'd fix it if I could. But uh, in, in terms of his performance there, I felt like it was much more of a return to a sort of classic Will Smith action role that had a little bit of jokiness to him, a little where he could play off the other actors yeah. and seem to work well. Um, again, not his best performance. It still feels like he's uh, phoning in a lot of a lot of it, uh, yeah. especially with the what I feel like is a, a forced daughter story element. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, totally agree. Um, we're going to play a bit of a uh, bit of music and then we'll come back and we'll we'll carry on. There's a few other bits I do want to talk about actually mm. that we'll do when we come <laughs> back. There's a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground is where I spent most of my days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all shooting some b-ball outside of the school. When a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight and my mom got scared and said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. I begged and pleaded with her day after day, but she packed my suitcase and sent me on my way. She gave me a kiss and then she gave me my ticket. I put my Walkman on and said, I might as well kick it. First class, yo, this is bad. Drinking orange juice out of a champagne glass. Is this what the people of Bel Air living like? Hmm, this might be all right. But wait, I hear the prissy bourgeois and all that. Is this the type of place that they just send this cool cat? I don't think so. I see when I get there. I hope they're prepared for the Prince of Bel Air. The plane landed and when I came out There was a dude look like a cop standing there with my name out I ain't trying to get arrested yet, I just got here I sprang with the quickness like lightning disappeared I whistled for a cab and when it came near The license plate said fresh and it had dice in the mirror If anything, I could say that this cab was rare But I thought, man, forget it, yo, home's the Bel Air I pulled up to the house about seven or eight and I yelled to the cabbie, yo home, smell you later. Looked at my kingdom, I was finally there to sit on my throne as the Prince of Bel Air. 
I'm Holly Dempsey. You're listening to The Film and TV Show with Richard S. So, Jaden. Look, it's only a couple more records left on the album, man. Like, what you think I should put on now? What, what, what? Really? Nah, come on, man. People, mm. people heard that. I mean, I, I got some hot records. I got the rain. I got uh. What should I do next? What, what, what? All right, look. You, you know what? Look, I'm, I'm gonna just go on. I'm gonna pick my own. I'm gonna put something else on. Whoa. All right, all right, man. Fine. Wow, wow. Wow, wow. Brother running this Buffalo soldier Look, it's like I told you Any damsel that's in distress Be out of that dress When she meet Jim West Roughneck So go check the lawn and buy Watch your step reflect And get a hold of your side Swallow your pride Don't let your lip react You don't wanna see my hand Where my hip be at With Artemis From the start of this Running the game James West Taming the West So remember the name Now who you gonna call Now who you gonna call If you ever riff with People wanna bust Break out Before you get bummed when I roll into the When I stroll into the When I bounce into the Cisco Cisco In the West, madman lost his damn mind in the West. Love less, getting up and down, nothing less. Now I must put his behind to the test. Then through the shadows in the saddle, ready for battle. Bring all your poison, it kind of poison. Behind my back, all everything you did, front and center. Now where you lip back here, who that is? A mean brother, bow for your help. Looking damn good though, if I can say it myself. Told me Loveless is a madman, but I don't fear that. He got mad weapons too, ain't trying to hear that. Trying to bring down me, the champion. When y'all clowns gonna see that it can't be. Done. Understand me, son. I'm the slickest they is. I'm the quickest they is. Did I say I'm the slickest they is? So if you're walking after wrong tree, we coming. Don't be starting nothing. Me and my partner gonna test your chest, loveless. Can't stand the heat to get out the wild. wild. When I roll into the when I stroll into the when I bounce into the
Now, say what you like about the film. <laughs> I know the film isn't great, but like you said, it's got an awesome soundtrack. It's got an awesome soundtrack. It's got a great villain. Um, I was just talking with you uh, during the music break about what is actually bad uh, about the Wild Wild West, and I think it's just slightly, ever so slightly, a bit too cartoony, a bit too, a bit too cheesy at points. And yeah. um, I was, I was trying to think of uh, different westerns that I've seen uh, over the years, and I think the the ones, uh, the one that I think Will Smith would have nailed was Maverick with uh, Mel Gibson and yeah. Jodie Foster. Um, purely because it's, I, th- I think it's directed by the Lethal Weapon director, who's uh, uh, who's Shane, Shane Black, yeah, um, and he's got a sort of it's a serious western. It's a, it's all about gambling and like uh, poker, but at the same time, it does have a sort of sly sense of humor that I think Will Smith is the sort of king of in that regard. And if he wanted to do a western, he should have done something more serious, but still with a humorous side. But that's just my take on things. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I loved Maverick. I thought mm. Maverick was an absolutely great film. It was actually directed by Richard Donner. Richard Donner, okay. Yeah, so done by him, although it probably it could have been done by Shane Black, it would have been good. But mm. the, the only downside to Maverick is, is Jodie Foster. She's she's so one-dimensional, <laughs> it's just horrific. And she, she's an actress that I just wouldn't ever warm to, ever. Mm. Um you know, it's but we're not talking about her. We're talking about Will Smith. But you know, I, I liked Wild Wild West. It had a great, great soundtrack. Great, great cast. Kenneth Branagh, mm. amazing as Loveless, amazing villain. Um, but yeah, it's it, when you listen to some of Will Smith's music, and you're going to hear it tonight on the show. It's it, it's what it's obviously what he's good at is is doing music because some of his songs are are awful. I would say that Will Smith is just generally very family friendly. Yeah, well, he doesn't swear in any of his raps, does he? And there's a couple of there's a couple of um, raps that Eminem does where he says, "Oh, I don't, you know, I don't have to swear in my raps," and blah blah yeah. blah, and goes off on on spitting bars about it. But but he doesn't ever swear in any of his music, which is you know commendable because mm. you could easily slip in a couple of swear words in some of his music, and <laughs> and you know it it is what it is. But I, I think he he did kind of set himself up to fail with a couple of his thing, a couple of his movies. I mean, he's cast as the genie in the Aladdin live action remake in 2019. Yeah. You know my stance on Robin Williams. You know, it's going to go. One of my personal hit, like, yeah. heroes and to cast anyone. I, I, I'm in two halves about all of these Disney remakes to be fair, because I see them. I kind of, <clears throat> I kind of enjoy them, but, Every time, every time I watch them, I'll go back to the animated one and be like, not as good as the original. Yeah, the same uh, so, as Ghostbusters for me. Uh, and I get why they're doing it. It's because they want to keep it current and uh, basically bring it out for the new generation to give them something to uh, grow up with and to have as their own personal um, Disney movie. But that's why we have DVDs. Yeah, and the animated ones aren't really aging at all because no one else does animation like Disney especially in the uh, sort of golden era. Um, but, yeah, going back to Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, him as Aladdin is going to be is, is, is going to be terrible. Him um, as Genie. That's it, that's what I mean, yeah. yeah. Him as Genie in Aladdin is going to be terrible because he's he's not... I mean, he's a lot older now than what he was when he was playing slapstick mm-hmm. in The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He's a lot more mature now. He will not be able to pull that off. And I will say that with, with a lot of gusto, and I genuinely believe that he will not be very well received as as genie in Aladdin because he doesn't have that that in him it's just not in him i mean you know i don't think he's done very many comedy roles outside of the fresh prince and 
now he's going kind of back into you know into music with Jazzy Jeff, and he's he's you know revisiting some of his mm. old old music, and he's doing you, some of those. Can you actually uh, think of a comedy that Will Smith's been in, like a pure comedy? Not pure comedy. Hitch was billed as a comedy oh, type yeah. thing, weren't it? That Hitch. wasn't great. Um, Shark Tale as well with. Um, uh, I can't think. Renee Zellweger, she was in mm. that, weren't she? And that was like a comedy, um, cartoon thing. Cartoony thing. Mm. And I think that had Jack Black in it as well. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't massively funny. Um, I don't really. Uh, Men in Black films were meant to be a little bit comedy, weren't they? When yeah, the first, well, the first one was kind of a mix, and the second one kind of. The was... first one was the perfect mix. The second one was where it got a bit strange. Um, I don't know why I don't like the second one. I think it's that was when he comes back, was it? When uh, Tommy Lee Jones comes back mm. into uh, uh, as Agent K, yeah, because uh, they balls it up basically, and they need to, they need the uh, the the key to the galaxy or whatever it is. I can't remember what it is, and it turns out to be the girl Rosario Dawson, and blah blah blah. And then the third one has got um, Thanos himself in it, Josh Brolin, as the early version oh, of yes. K. Yeah, because he um, goes back in time to save his father. Spoiler alert. No, not to save his father, to save Kay. Because Kay gets wiped out, doesn't he, by but the... His father's in it, isn't he? His father's in it, and his yeah, father dies anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert, yeah, his father dies, yeah. But, but yeah, he he just tends to... I think the the issue with Will Smith is he tends to think that... I, I guess that he, he thinks he's more uh, box office than what he actually is now. I mean, you've only got to look at concussion. Mm. Even Suicide Squad, he wasn't really in that that much not really he didn't he, he didn't was, get he was the main draw i he think got, for yeah, a lot of people he was the main name because you know you had margot robbie mm. uh, jared leto and then you had some other people in it uh even i mean jai <laughs> courtney is definitely not a name uh for no. box office <laughs> no i mean god i can't even the last thing i saw jai courtney in was uh terminator genesis, genesis. yeah yep um i mean he looks suspiciously suspiciously like sam worthington but he's not. Yeah, because they're the vanilla white guy yeah. um, in most movies. Yeah. If you need an action star, you call Sam Worthington. If he doesn't pick up the phone, you call Jai Courtney instead. Yeah, because they both <laughs> look the same. They both they both got skinheads or short haircuts, yeah. buzz cuts. They both got, you know, oh, he was big in muscles. Die Hard as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he Die Hard five. You know, good time day to Die Hard. Time to give up the Die Hard or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good day to Die Hard. What a load of rubbish. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Will Smith seems to think that he's under the impression that he's more in demand than what he actually is. Mm. Uh, I mean, when this new film comes out, in you know, the new Aladdin comes out in 2019, he will not have had a film out for three years. And it's, yeah, that's a big gap. And that's a massive gap. And that that goes back to 2008 to 2012 when. He wasn't really in front of the camera. He did a lot of direct, a lot of producing. Mm. He never did any direction. No one ever gave him the reins to direct a film. Mm. Even um, you know a, a couple of opportunities when he he was given more time to do stuff. He wasn't given that director's role. It was more a producer. Um, no more so than in uh, the remake of the Karate Kid that like we were speaking about. Because yeah. you know he pushed for that remake. It was him that was pushing that all the way, and he got dumped as a producer. And even with After Earth, again, that was him pushing that, that film, uh, obviously both containing his son, who is probably the most uh, ridiculous child actor that, that I've ever come across. Cause I wouldn't the, even he's, count him as an actor. He's just wooden. There's just nothing. In, even father and son chemistry 
they, there was they, none. There wasn't any, and that's the. And and it's I, really odd to start rolling a camera, and I I'm hoping that the actual response is that they lost chemistry when the camera was rolling because i hate to think that that's their actual relationship on screen yeah because that would be slightly worrying i mean i know that they're they're quite a modern family him mm. uh his wife jada pinkett smith uh they're, they're two kids obviously jaden and willow but i know that they're quite very um what's the word i'm looking for they're they're very laid back very chilled about everything and you know no more so when you look at the, the stuff that Jaden pumps out on Twitter and oh, a self-professed uh, philosopher and uh, prophet or something, yeah, yeah. W- idiot. What we <clears> should all <throat> really call yeah. him. But anyway, a boy with too much money and too much time. Yeah, and I think, uh, and I think trying to follow in Daddy's big footsteps because let's be honest, they are massive footsteps. But yes, it, but I think Will's kind of just gone off the boil a little bit. He's taken his eye off everything. Mm. Really, I, I know that there there've been problems in his marriage, um, which has been highly publicised. Rightly or wrongly, whether it's true or not, you know what the media's not like. Not to really decide on any of that. It's it's no. a personal issue that um, for an actor, you know, Absolutely. we shouldn't even be, uh, we shouldn't even read about it, to be fair. No, and that's the, that's the media pumping it out to make up excuses. But yeah. by the by, I just think he's, he's kind of taken his eye off the ball. And mm. I think going back to his musical roots, it's probably the best thing that he can do. Going back to basics for him would be a good step. I honestly hope for a bad boys three um, that would be amazing. i keep hearing that it's in the woodworks but then there are you know scheduling issues with martin lawrence and himself and you never know if it's fully true or not but um no if he returns to the stuff that he's good at uh action movies where he's sort of half funny half serious um because as you you and i've said like when he goes full serious sometimes it can be a bit boring yeah um other times he can miss the mark um, he comes across as disingenuous sometimes. I mean, mm, I watch or bored. He, yeah. he seems like when you're watching it, it's like, oh, he he's not really you know putting much effort into this. Yeah, see, he was like that for me in Seven Pounds. Mm. I watched that and people were raving. And I watched it and I thought he doesn't look bothered. He just kind of looks like he's going through the motions. I know it's quite a powerful film, mm. but it just looks like he doesn't care. You know and, what I watched that I really wanted to be good. Um, it was called A Winter's Tale, okay. and Will Smith was in that. Uh, as the devil, ah. and I, I couldn't really put my mind across uh, the theory, the sort of concept of Wolf Smith not playing a good guy, not yeah. playing the Joker. Um, and there were parts of it where I was just like, um, Wolf Smith can command a presence on screen, like without there, a doubt. There are plenty of movies showing that, and in this one, he tries and absolutely fails. And I was just so heartbroken to see. Uh, a new concept, a new idea. Obviously, someone pitched it to him that he would be playing this sort of judge-like uh, character that judges other demons and, like, is still evil himself. Um, and it just completely falls flat. And there's a great concept there, and I wish they could have just breathed some life into it. As in, I've completely forgotten the rest of the movie because the movie was a bit boring. Yeah. Um, but I was mainly watching for that, those scenes, and uh, he just doesn't, just doesn't nail it. So... If you if you can't nail something new, you should just go back to what you're good at and what you know. Do you think that he's kind of I don't know fallen into that trap of too many fingers in too many pies, and it's kind of all snowballed? And because obviously the music he did before, obviously with the Fresh mm. Prince, and then he got he got a little bit famous, but he was still doing the music, and and you know he pumped out two pretty decent albums, you yeah. know Big Willie style and Willennium. 
you know, and they were both really big albums. They were yeah. massive over here. I think they were massive everywhere. And then it kind of went a little bit flat when he started to get towards um, some of the more recent films. Uh, yeah, he, he sort of jumped ship um, after Men in Black 2. He did the soundtrack to the, uh, he did like the um the big song for that one as well yeah and then it was almost like a sort of sayonara there and uh, he jumped onto sort of full acting mode and I, I don't think he's got too many fingers in too many pies he isn't like you said he's he's producing which is effectively just money backing and uh, ensuring that things go uh, in a certain way but he's not he's not like it's it's not like he's got passion projects that he's directing. It's not like he's managing the careers of Jaden and Willow. Yeah. So honestly, I can't really make any excuses for him. Like uh, he, he's just he's just made some really poor choices of late, and hopefully he'll have the sense to either back off, like he's doing with this Aladdin thing for about three years, go back to his music and sort of get back in touch with him with his you know former self. Yeah, I think it's, the, it's probably the best thing that he can do for himself to kind of reinvigorate himself i would say because he he's he has said in interviews before that when he's writing music he always finds it soothing and therapeutic to be able to write down his feelings into into verses and then mm. to come up with a beat for it as well he tends to to write with a beat in mind to kind of you know w- with the mood that he's in yeah. so um it be in, it will be interesting to see uh you know to see what happens with that but um but yeah, I'd, I'd like to think that he'll probably sort himself out. But there's still a few uh, a few turkeys and a few good films I want to talk about. But we're going to play a little bit of music and uh, and then we'll be back. Let 
me see you just bounce it with me. Just bounce with me. Just bounce it with me. Come on, let me see you just slide with me. Just slide with me. Just slide with me. Come on, let me see you take a walk with me. Just walk it with me. Take a walk with me. Come on, and make your neck work. Now freeze. This is Michael Winslow, and you're listening to the Film and TV Show with Richard S. Please press the hash key for more now. Hmm, that was not the hash key. See, now there's an example of a great film with a great soundtrack. Even though yeah. he wrote, I know he wrote the song himself, but that was a great soundtrack. I remember that coming out. I remember the song coming out before the film. Mm. And you had uh, and you had the, the alien, the, I can't remember what it's called. He's got Mikey. Yeah, Mikey. Um, Dancing uh, along. Yeah, yeah, but and every and a big thing was made about that. I mean, the CGI was pants in that, but he then dies, <laughs> like right at the beginning right of the, the film, beginning. and it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> so he was in this video, like pumping it, and he, no he dies reason. in like the first twenty minutes. Mm. So, which is pretty crap. But, um, but yeah, I mean, going back to to some of his films, when you look at you know some of some of the films that I really really like, um, obviously Bad Boys Two. Yes, I really like Bad Boys too. I thought that was a great way to to keep that going because the chemistry that he has with Lawrence is is amazing, absolutely amazing. Mm. And what they bring to the screen is is something that you haven't really seen in a long time with two main because they are basically yeah. two main characters fighting each other mm. out for um, for screen time, really. And they're two completely different characters, but I really like that, and I, I really liked iRobot. Yes, I, I really like that because I thought that was brilliant because. That was uh, was that Charles Dance as well? Was he? Was that? Did, uh, I can't think. Who was it who played the the guy that uh, the creator? I can't oh, think what his name is. That's now. that's not Charles Dance. No, that's um. It does he does remind me of him. Ooh. I can't remember what it's, he was in Eraser. Uh, I think. <laughs> yeah. I can't think what what his name is now. It's yeah. gonna Really, really bug me. I'm gonna have to have a look. I'm gonna have to find out what it's. That's no the, worries. The, the, uh, James Cromwell. James Cromwell. There we go, the James Cromwell. Um, I don't know why I thought Charles... It's because I think he looks like Charles Dance when he's not got a beard mm. um, and he's got a little bit of hair. But, yeah, because he's been he's in... He's the American Charles Dance, effectively. Yeah, I mean, because he's, he's been in... Uh, loads of things. Oh, God, yeah, First Contact. Because um, he plays Zephyr and Cochrane in First Contact. Yep. That's right, in Star Trek First yep. Contact. He's in The Green Mile, The Longest Yard... Uh, some of all fears, Big Hero Six, bloody bloody blah. blah, blah. Um, but um, yeah, and Alan Tudyk is Sunny. 
Yes. Yeah, and it's, it's a stellar cast. You mm. know, it's a real strong cast. And it's, it's, I like the film. I thought the premise, obviously, about robotics and... Shia LaBeouf. <clears throat> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but let's not talk about Shia LaBeouf because, you know, the poor guy's had his issues and, yeah, you know... Um, but yeah, I, I liked I liked the film. I thought it was great. The premise was good because you know robotics and and the, the three laws and artificial intelligence, which is something we're facing now. Absolutely, you know, and it, it, it's nice to it when it came out. It was nice to have watched uh, an AI based film there where they weren't well, they were trying to kill them anyway, but <laughs> but but they weren't like Terminator style trying to kill everybody. It was more. It was more control as opposed to 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 kill like it Vicky. Was, yeah, it was. Um, I think it was showing the two sides of the coin, where you had one that was developed and was benevolent and uh, wanted to protect humanity in the best way that uh, that it could, which was Sunny. And then you had on the flip side of that uh, Vicky, who uh, is the sort of the sum of all fears in terms of AI, which is uh, an AI that develops consciousness yep. and wants to protect humanity by subjugating it. Or killing it. Yeah, protecting humanity from itself. Yeah. Which, when you look at a lot of the films around robotics, yeah. that tends to be the same theme, is that they're yeah. trying to... So people should really kind of think, hang on a minute. But Will Smith did a really good job in that movie. You, yeah. Uh, it's, it's not like... A lot of uh, Will Smith movies, actually, if you look at them, they're very sort of short plot uh, point A to point B style movies, as in you've got a hero, you're introduced to them fairly early in quite a sort of relevant scene uh, and like halfway through the movie you'll learn something quite significant about them and then by the end of the movie that will be resolved and that will be it yeah it's it's very neat and tidy yes but i i think that his uh his emotions and his presence in the screen in that film it was you really bought into i really bought into the emotion around it you know especially around the the his feelings around the robotics yeah, and his, his feelings for it yeah um, and and the fact that they were they were too logical, they they were too you know too numbers games you know they you know like the robot saved him spoiler alert the robot saved him um, and not the girl and it was the girl that died because there was a a higher percentage chance of him surviving than she did than she did than she would and uh, and I and I think that when it comes back round to it towards the end of the film when Sonny has the choice and he tells him go and save her mm. and those two um two AI cores inside of him. Yeah. Which basically represent a heart and a uh, and your mind, yeah. and he chooses to go with his heart and follows uh, Will Smith's. I can't remember his name, but uh, Will Smith's character's yeah. orders to save the girl. Yeah, and uh, Spooner. Spooner, yeah, Detective Spooner. Spooner. Detective Spooner, and I and, and I think that's good, and I think that's probably his his last real strong film for me. Anyway, I mean that's mm. in two thousand and four. I mean, you know, I went through the list earlier on. You had Shark Tower, Hitch. Pursuit of Happiness. I never really got the Pursuit of Happiness. It wasn't really my sort of film. I didn't really kind of connect to it. And I think that was probably on his part because he, you know, it was kind of... For a film with happiness in the title, it sure is sad. Yes. Yeah, it's not exactly. And I know it's about the pursuit of happiness and, mm. and the moral of the story is, but I just didn't buy into the film and it just didn't connect with me. And I thought it was kind of a a vanity project mm. i think uh, more than anything for for those involved it wasn't really a film that that showcased him in his best light and yeah. i think it was one of his first serious roles actually i think the pursuit of happiness i think didn't he won, win uh, a couple of awards for it or something yeah i think he got a grammy or something mm. or an emmy or whatever it wasn't i, I didn't win an oscar but mm. 
I do feel like he typecast himself fairly uh, early on in his career in terms of his movie choices anyway. Yeah. And um, after that, it feels like all these serious roles are just a, uh, an attempt to break out. Uh, and they and he either attempts them far too late. He like thinks up, oh, what if I did this? Uh, but it's more a case of, oh, what if I did this back in the 90s? Uh, is yeah. what it should have been because if we had had time to uh, develop our sort of our on-screen relationship will with Will Smith the actor uh, and seen oh he's doing a dramatic role and then he's doing an action role and then a dramatic and then an action uh, then we might have sort of more easily adjusted to it he would have had far more time to practice these dramatic roles uh, instead of sort of jamming them in towards the later end of of his career yeah I think he just needed far more time far or to spread out and uh, make it equal rather than yeah. have a whole wedge of action movies and then suddenly turn around and go, oh, okay, now it's time for Will Smith, the serious actor. Yeah, there, there was no contrast because when you look mm. at it, the, they're all action films, all the way from Bad Boys in 95, pretty much all the way up to, I don't, apart from Ali and Bag of Vance, um, 2000, 2001, they're all pretty much action films up until 2004. And Ali and Bag of Vance were, well, Bag of Vance was probably the earliest serious role he did. And in that, he's he's really good. But he wasn't he wasn't in that a lot anyway. No. It was more Matt Damon. He was a yeah. supporting actor in that. He was the sort of ghost. The ghost, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was it was the perfect amount. And he still didn't even play that one hundred percent serious because he still throws in like the the I'll call it the Will Smith smile, which is yeah. just you know making everyone feel better. He's a bit like Morgan Freeman, but humorous. But he, yeah, and he doesn't have the voice. He doesn't have the monologuing voice. I think Will Smith could do a monologue. <laughs> I think give him another 10 years, he could very well give Morgan a run for his money in terms of... It, if he did it non-serious, if he did it non-slapstick and kind mm-hmm. of went not quite full serious, but, you know, like 75% serious, he could probably pull it off, yeah. you know, and then chuck in the, the little... <laughs> the, the, the little Will Smith laugh that he does and... Uh, it's, I mean, it's not an Eddie Murphy laugh, but, you know... Well, no, no one needs to hear <laughs> no that one monologue. Needs, no. Uh, can you imagine Eddie Murphy doing a monologue? I just hear Donkey from Shrek. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's it, it's a shame that he did typecast himself because pr- pretty much most of his roles after um, after then after iRobot is uh, is serious roles. You've got uh, the Pursuit of Happiness. I Am Legend was still quite a serious mm. role. Um, Hancock, not so much, but that was a- again probably like we spoke about that. But it's still a character movie though. Yeah. Um, you could strip away Hancock. Uh, you could take away all these sort of fantasy elements, and it would it would be quite a serious role because it's about him rediscovering who he w- who he is and who he was. Yeah, exactly. Um, seven pounds. Then you've got MIB three, which was Ooh. more serious than than action, I think, in the third one because it was more trying to trying to atone for an error that was made because mm. someone screwed up and he went to go and fix it. There wasn't that much action in that film, to be honest. I didn't think anyway. No, um, it was um, not one of. It's one that I've seen, but can't remember. Like there, are, yeah, there are whole chunks of that movie. I just know the general storyline uh, and the end scene, roughly. Yeah, with the with the boglodite, the alien that yeah. uh, you know, once he lost his arm, everything was back to normal and he could go home and blah blah blah. Mm. But yeah, um, one film that I thought was good he did after After Earth was Focus. Focus. I like that. That was where he was. I think that was with Charlize Theron. He was um, like a con man. Playing the oh, long game. Yes. Now that I was actually that, that was actually Margaret Robbie again. Oh, uh, was it Margaret Robbie? 
It was a blonde. It was a blonde yes, actress. They all a... tend to look the same and kind of get the same parts. Unfortunately, they kind Do you mean of... Jennifer Lawrence? Or no, no, it wasn't her. No, no, but um, similar lines. Yeah, but I think um, it was just at the same time that American Hustle was released as well. Focus and American Hustle. Yeah, because I think Focus was uh, was overshadowed by American Hustle because mm. I mean American Hustle was a was a great film, but it kind of just I liked that because it was a nice little twist at the end. Um, and it really kind of made it... It was Margot Robbie, by the way. It was Margot Robbie. Um, And I thought that that was a really clever film and probably underrated, I think. Um, It Mm. kind of... That's the sort of film that, that again, it's another one of his films that just kind of falls away and you don't really remember it until you see something. That sparks it back up, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, whether that's because of the the chemistry, because he didn't really seem to have that much chemistry with her on on screen, and you know, I mean, I, I pride myself on trying to on knowing most of the actors and actresses in films, and you know, it's obviously one that that she falls away in because it's not. I don't know. Yeah, it's it seems like it took an entire movie of them working on focus to get a bit of an on screen repertoire for Suicide Squad, to be honest. Yeah, and even then, um, there's a lot of stuff overshadowing that that's just a bit of white noise and nonsense that is suicide squad yeah. but there is there is definitely more of a connection between those two in that movie than anyone else yeah um because it just must literally be the actors familiarities with each other that makes them you know seem a bit more jokey and a bit more friendly on the screen yeah i just didn't think that they i personally didn't think that there was a lot of chemistry in that film until right at the very end mm. um it just seemed a little bit of a, a backwards way of this is focus. Yeah. This is focus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was <laughs> again. It's, it, again, it's a, one of his films that you just forget about, and you just think, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, he was in that, wasn't he? Yeah. Which is a shame because you know he is a great actor. He's a great, great singer. He's pumped out some brilliant songs. He's he's put out some great music. You know, cheesy and, and unadulterated. Is you know, it's mm. clean, but it it's ones that you wouldn't really kind of say, yeah. To be fair, you really, if you're hiring Will Smith for a movie. The problem is you have to write a role for Will Smith. Yeah, you can't you can't give Will Smith a uh, script of a character that you've already thought of that he may not be perfect for. You have to write it for him for his uh, the way he speaks, the way he acts, and just yeah, that's yeah. the only way you can you can get like a, a really good movie with Will Smith yeah. in these days. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, what's happened to Will Smith? He's kind of gone off the boil a little bit, taking his eye off the prize and uh, hopefully going back to his roots in music and, and mm. kind of reconnecting will be will be the making of him again. You know, I think it will be it'll be something that, that should hopefully Fingers bring the best crossed. out of him in the next in the next year. So he can have that longevity as an actor because he is a good actor. Mm. He's a good action actor. Action star. And that's where he should stay. Yeah. You know. So, uh, so yeah, that brings us to the end of the show. Again, <laughs> a, a nice, a, a nice long show. Uh, it's gone very, very quickly. Uh, thank you so much for coming in again, no Alex. It's, it's a great pleasure to have you in. Um, I won't be here next week. I'm on my holly bobs, so I won't be about next <laughs> week. So, uh, if you are listening on the podcast, have a listen to some of our back catalogue because there are some cracking, uh, cracking episodes. There. If you could pick one episode that we that we've done, Alex, which, ooh, one, which one would you pick? The Arnold Schwarzenegger versus Sylvester Stallone. That, that the, was action, a, the action, the yeah. action heroes. There you go. Go back and listen to the action heroes show because there are loads. I mean, I would pick the Disney one, the musical, the eighties part two. 
Um, you were a Sly uh, fan, weren't you? Yes. And I was yeah, the Arnie was. fan. And you were the Arnie fan, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, there, you know, there, there are plenty, but, it, you know, hit back our, our back catalogue and, and have a listen to some of our back catalogue because they, uh, they are awesome. There are some mm. really good podcast episodes there, I'll be honest with you. Uh, that's it. If you're not uh, subscribed to us on iTunes, please do. Uh, and if you are listening on the um, on, on the podcast, please drop us a review uh, on the on iTunes just so that we know how we're doing and we can obviously use that to make things better because uh, ultimately we want to give you a, a better listening experience. And uh, and yeah, so when I come back, it will be on the 30th of uh, October, day before Halloween. So have a guess on what my topic is going <laughs> to be. It's going to be horror. So if you are listening on the podcast, then please let me know what horror films you would like us to discuss uh, because there are hundreds of horror films that we Mm. can go through and talk about. Um, But, you know, we want to kind of pick the best ones and I will put a poll out on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. So uh, maybe some of the very worst. (laughs) Maybe some of the very worst because there are some shocking horror films out there. So so, let us know and, uh, and we'll try and give you what what it is that you want basically <laughs> um yeah so if you're not uh, if you're not subscribed on on the podcast please do um it'll be great for you to listen to to our upcoming shows and the shows that we've already done have a listen to our back catalog as well and uh follow on twitter uh, at the ftv show facebook ftv show and also on instagram film and tv show we i also do a blog on wordpress which you can find uh, linked into the uh, twitter facebook as well and if you are in the peterborough area Join our uh, 753 Film Club group. Uh, we've got mm. a lot of things coming up with the Film Club over the next couple of months and some really, really big announcements coming in the next few uh, next few months. Um, and finally, if you are in the uh, Yaxley Standground area and Hampton, etc., check out my reviews that are coming out in the local gazettes that you'll find in the next couple of weeks dropping on your mats, um, which is about Hitman's Bodyguard. Uh, which I think is a great film, but uh, <laughs> but but have a read have a read of that. Don't uh, always trust him, guys. He likes Green Lantern. <laughs> hey, Green Lantern was great for me. I don't know what you're talking about, but uh, but yeah, have a read of uh, have a read of my reviews. And if there's anything you'd like me to review, uh, I can post it up on the WordPress. Just drop me an email um, or drop me a DM on any of the social medias, and uh, and I'll write a review. I'm open to the different films. I try to keep it current. Uh, a little bit behind, obviously, but. But yeah, let me know. Um, Have a good week the rest of this week, guys, and uh, next week as well. And I will see you all on the 30th of October. Alex, thank you very much. Thank you. There is one more thing. It's been emotional. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Miami. Uh, uh, South Beach, bringing the heat. Uh, (laughs) can y'all feel that? Can y'all feel that? Jig it out, uh here I am in the place where I come let go In Miami, the base and the sunset low Every day like a Mardi Gras Everybody party all day, no work, all play, okay? So we sip a little something, leave the rest to spill Me and Charlie at the bar, running up a high bill Nothing less than ill, when we dress to kill Every time the ladies pass, they be like Can y'all feel me? All ages and races, real sweet faces Every different nation, Spanish, Haitian, Indian, Jamaican Black, white, Cuban, or Asian I only came for two days of playing, but every time I come, I always wind up staying. Just the type of town I can spend a few days in Miami, the city that keeps the roof blazing. Party in the city where the heat is on, all night on the beach to the break of dawn. Welcome to Miami, Bienvenido a Miami. Bouncing in the club where the heat is on, all night on the beach to the break of dawn. I'm going to Miami. Welcome to Miami. Yo, I heard the rainstorms ain't nothing to mess with, but I can't feel a drip on the strip. 
It's a trip. Ladies have dress, pull of your quip, and they be screaming out. So I'm thinking I'ma scoop me something hot in this house. I'm a renegade mountain pot. Hottest club in the city, and it's right on the beach. Temperature, get to ya, it's about to reach. 500 degrees in the Caribbean seas with the hot mommies screaming. Every time I come to town, they be spotting me. In the drop Bentley, ain't no stopping me. So cashing your dough and flow to this fashion show. Pound for pound, anywhere you go. Yo, ain't no city in the world like this. And if you ask how I know, I got to plead the fell. Is the city that we know don't sleep, and we all know that LA and Philly stay jiggy. But on the snake, Miami bringing heat for real. Y'all don't understand. I never seen so many Dominican women with cinnamon tans. Mira, this is the plan. Take a walk on the beach, draw a heart in the sand. Give me your hand. Damn, you look sexy. Let's go to my yacht in the West Keys, ride my jet skis, lounge under the palm trees. 'Cause you gotta have cheese for the summer house piece on South Beach. Water so clear you can see to the bottom. Hundred thousand dollar cars, everybody got 'em. Ain't no surprise in the club. To see Slides alone, Miami, my second home. Party in the city where the heat is on, all night on the beach till the break of dawn. Welcome to Miami, Bienvenido a Miami. Bouncing in the club where the heat is on, all night on the beach till the break of dawn. I'm going to Miami. Welcome to Miami. Party in the city where the heat is on, all night on the beach till the break of dawn. Welcome to Miami. City where the heat is on.